أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين إهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغلوب عليهم ولا الضالين بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ياسين والقرآن الحكيم إنك لمن المرسلين على صراط مستقيم تنزيل العزيز الرحيم لتنذر قوما ما أنذر آباؤهم فهم غافلون لقد حق القول على أكثرهم فهم لا يؤمنون إنا جعلنا في أعناقهم أغلالا فهي إلى الأذقان فهم مكمحون وجعلنا من بين أيديهم سدا ومن خلفهم سدا فأغشيناهم فهم لا يبسرون وسواء عليهم أأنذرتهم أم لم تنذرهم لا يؤمنون إنما تنذر من اتبع الذكر وخشي الرحمن بالغيب فبشره بمغفرة وأجر كريم إنا نحن نحيي الموتى ونكتب ما قدموا وآثارهم وكل شيء أحصيناه في إمام مبين واضرب لهم مثلا أصحاب القرية إذ جاءها المرسلون إذ أرسلنا إليهم اثنين فكذبوهما فعززنا بثالث فقالوا إنا إليكم مرسلون قالوا ما أنتم إلا بشر مثلنا وما أنزل الرحمن من شيء إن أنتم إلا تكذبون قالوا ربنا يعلم إنا إليكم لمرسلون وما علينا إلا البلاغ المبين قالوا إنا تطيرنا بكم لئن لم تنتهوا لنرجمنكم وليمسنكم منا عذاب أليم قالوا طائركم معكم أئن ذكرتم بل أنتم قوم مسرفون وجاء من أقصى المدينة رجل يسعى قال يا قوم اتبعوا المرسلين 
اتبعوا من لا يسألكم أجرا وهم مهتدون وما لي لا أعبد الذي فطرني وإليه ترجعون أأتخذ من دونه آلهة إن يردني الرحمن بضر لا تغني عني شفاعتهم شيئا ولا ينقذون إني إذا لفي ضلال مبين إني آمنت بربكم فاسمعون قيل دخل الجنة قال يا ليت قومي يعلمون بما غفر لي ربي وجعلني من المكرمين وما أنزلنا على قومه من بعده من جند من السماء وما كنا منزلين إن كانت إلا صيحة واحدة فإذا هم خامدون يا حسرة على العباد ما يأتيهم من رسول إلا كانوا به يستهزئون ألم يروا كم أهلكنا قبلهم من الكرون أنهم إليهم لا يرجعون وإن كل لما جميع لدينا محضرون وآية لهم الأرض الميتة أحييناها وأخرجنا منها حبا فمنه يأكلون وجعلنا فيها جنات من نخيل وأعناب وفجرنا فيها من العيون ليأكلوا من ثمره وما عملته أيديهم أفلا يشكرون سبحان الذي خلق الأزواج كلها مما تنبت الأرض ومن أنفسهم ومما لا يعلمون وآية لهم الليل نسلخ منه النهار فإذا هم مظلمون والشمس تجري لمستقر لها ذلك تقدير العزيز العليم والقمر قدرناه منازل حتى عادك العرجون القديم للشمس ينبغي لها أن تدرك القمر ولا الليل سابق النهار وكل في فلك يسبحون وآية لهم أنا حملنا ذريتهم في الفلك المشحون وخلقنا لهم من مثله ما يركبون وإن نشأ نغرقهم فلا صريخ لهم ولا هم ينقذون إلا رحمة منا ومتاعا إلى حين وإذا قيل لهم اتقوا ما بين أيديكم وما خلفكم لعلكم ترحمون وما تأتيهم من آية من آيات ربهم إلا كانوا عنها معرضين 
وَإِذَا قِيلَ لَهُمْ أَنْفِقُوا مِمَّا رَزَقَكُمُ اللَّهُ قَالَ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَنُطْعِمُ مَنْ لَوْ يَشَاءُ اللَّهُ أَطْعَمَهُ إِنْ أَنْتُمْ إِلَّا فِي ضَلَالٍ مُبِينٍ ويقولون متى هذا الوعد إن كنتم صادقين ما ينذرون إلا صيحة واحدة تأخذهم وهم يخصمون فلا يستطيعون توسية ولا إلى أهلهم يرجعون ونفخ في السور فإذا هم من الأجداث إلى ربهم ينسلون قالوا يا ويلنا من بعثنا من مرقدنا هذا ما وعد الرحمن وصدق المرسلون إن كانت إلا صيحة واحدة فإذا هم جميع لدينا محضرون فاليوم لا تظلم نفس شيئا ولا تجزون إلا ما كنتم تعملون إن أصحاب الجنة اليوم في شغل فاكهون هم وأزواجهم في ظلال على الأرائك متكئون لهم فيها فاكهة ولهم ما يدعون سلام قولا من رب رحيم وامتاز اليوم أيها المجرمون ألم أعهد إليكم يا بني آدم ألا تعبدوا الشيطان إنه لكم عدو مبين وأن يعبدوني هذا صراط مستقيم ولقد أضل منكم جبلا كثيرا فلم تكونوا تعقلون هذه جهنم التي كنتم توعدون اصلوها اليوم بما كنتم تكفلون اليوم نختم على أفواههم وتكلمنا أيديهم وتشهد أرجلهم بما كانوا يكسبون ولو نشاء لطمسنا على أعينهم فاستبقوا الصراط فأنا يبسرون ولو نشاء لمسخناهم على مكانتهم فما استطاعوا مضيا ولا يرجعون ومن نعمره ننكسه في الخلق أفلا يعقلون وما علمناه الشعر وما ينبغي له إن هو إلا ذكر وقرآن مبين لينذر من كان حيا ويحق القول على الكافرين أولم يروا أنا خلقنا لهم مما عملت أيدينا أنعاما فهم لها مالكون 
وَذَلَّلْنَاهَا لَهُمْ فَمِنْهَا رَكُوبُهُمْ وَمِنْهَا يَأْكُلُونَ وَلَهُمْ فِيهَا مَنَافِعُ وَمَشَارِبُ أَفَلَا يَشْكُرُونَ وَاتَّخَذُوا مِنْ دُونِ اللَّهِ آلِهَةً لَعَلَّهُمْ يُنْصَرُونَ لَا يَسْتَطِيعُونَ نَصْرَهُمْ وَهُمْ لَهُمْ جُنْدٌ مُحْضَرُونَ فَلَا يَحْزُنْكَ قَوْلُهُمْ إِنَّا نَعْلَمُ مَا يُسِرُّونَ وَمَا يُعْلِنُونَ أَوَلَمْ يَرَ الْإِنسَانُ أَنَّا خَلَقْنَاهُ مِنْ نُطْفَةٍ فَإِذَا هُوَ خَصِيمٌ مُبِينٌ وَضَرَبَ لَنَا مَثَلًا وَنَسِيَ خَلْقَهُ قال من يحيي العظام وهي رميم قل يحييها الذي أنشأها أول مرة وهو بكل خلق عليم الذي جعل لكم من الشجر الأخضر نارا فإذا أنتم منه توقدون أوليس الذي خلق السماوات والأرض بقادر على أن يخلق مثلهم بلى وهو الخلاق العليم إنما أمره إذا أراد شيئا أن يقول له كن فيكون فسبحان الذي بيده ملكوت كل شيء وإليه ترجعون صدق الله العظيم اللهم آمين أعوذ بالله السميع العليم من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إنا كنا من الظالمين إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما بقدر عظمة ذاتك في كل وقت وحين اللهم إنا نحتفظك ونستودعك أدياننا وأبداننا وأنفسنا وأهلنا وأولادنا وأولادنا وأموالنا وكل شيء أعطيتنا اللهم اجعلنا وإياهم في كنفك وأمانك وعياذك من كل شيطان مريد وجبار عنيد وذي بغي وذي حسد ومن شر كل ذي شر إنك على كل شيء قدير اللهم جملنا بالعافية والسلام وحققنا بالتقوى والاستقامة 
وأعذنا من موجبات الندامة إنك سميع الدعاء اللهم اغفر لنا ولوالدينا وأولادنا ومشايخنا وأصحابنا وإخواننا في الدين ولمن أحبنا فيك ولمن أحسن إلينا والمؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات الأحياء منهم والأموات إنك سميع قريب مجيب الدعوات برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين وصل اللهم على عبدك ورسولك سيدنا ومولانا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم وارزقنا كمال المتابعة له ظاهرا وباتنا في عافية وسلامة برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين يا الله يا الله يا الله ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار وأدخلنا الجنة مع الأبرار يا عزيز يا غفار يا رب العالمين ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه يجمعين سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله سيدنا محمد رسول الله اللهم آمين 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 أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وما تقدموا لأنفسكم من خير تجدوه عند الله هو خيرا وأعظم أجرا واستغفر الله إن الله غفور رحيم أستغفر الله 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 
اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما بقدر عظمة ذاتك في كل وقت وحين فاعلم أنه لا إله إلا الله 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 
لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله سيدنا محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل هو الله أحد الله الصمد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل هو الله أحد الله الصمد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل هو الله أحد الله الصمد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغلوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الذين قال لهم الناس إن الناس قد جمعوا لكم فاخشوهم فزادهم إيمانا وقالوا حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل 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 
أعوذ بالله السميع العليم من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا ومولانا محمد صاحب التاج والمعراج والبراك والعلم دافع البلاء والوباء والقحط والمرض والألم اسمه مكتوب مرفوع مشفوع منكوش في اللوه والقلم سيد العرب والعجم جسمه مقدس معتر متهر منور في البيت والحرم شمس الدحى بدر الدجى صدر العلا نور الهدى كهف الورى مصباح الظلم جميل الشيم شفيع الأمم صاحب الجود والكرم والله عاصمه وجبريل خادمه والبراك مركبه والمعراج سفره وسدرة المنتهى مقامه وقاب قوسين مطلوبه والمطلوب مقصوده والمقصود موجوده سيد المرسلين خاتم النبيين شفيع المذنبين أنيس الغريبين رحمة للعالمين راحة العاشقين مراد المشتاقين شمس العارفين سراج السالكين مصباح المقربين محب الفقراء والغرباء والمساكين سيد الثقلين نبي الحرمين إمام القبلتين وسيلتنا في الدارين وسيلتنا في الدارين صاحب قاب قوسين محبوب رب المشرقين والمغربين جد الحسن والحسين جد الحسن والحسين مولانا ومولى الثقلين أبي القاسم محمد بن عبد الله نور من نور الله نور من نور الله يا أيها المشتاقون بنور جماله صلوا عليه وآله وأصحابه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا ومولانا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما بقدر عظمة ذاتك في كل وقت وحيم 
Rabbana atina fid dunya hasanatan wa fil akhirati hasanatan wa qina adhabannar Wadakhilna aljannata ma'al aburar Ya azizu ya ghafaru ya rabbal alameen Rabbana taqabbal minna innaka anta sami'ul alim Watub alayna innaka anta tawabur rahim وصلى الله تعالى على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله سيدنا محمد رسول الله اللهم آمين 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 بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا علي يا عظيم يا حليم يا عليم أنت ربي وعلمك حسبي فنعم الرب ربي ونعم الحسب حسبي تنسر من تشاء وأنت العزيز الرحيم نسألك العصمة في الحركات والسكنات والكلمات والإرادات والخطرات من الشكوك والذنون والأوهام الساترة للقلوب عن مطالعة الغيوب فقد ابتلي المؤمنون وزلزلوا زلزالا شديدا وإذ يقول المنافقون والذين في قلوبهم مرض ما وعدنا الله ورسوله إلا غرورا فثبتنا وانصرنا وسخر لنا هذا البحر كما سخرت البحر لموسى وسخرت النار لإبراهيم وسخرت الجبال والحديد لداود وسخرت الريح والشياطين والجن لسليمان وسخر لنا كل بحر هو لك في الأرض والسماء والملك والملكوت وبحر الدنيا وبحر الآخرة وسخر لنا كل شيء يا من بيده ملكوت كل شيء كاف ها يا عين صاد كاف 
ഫീന വഹദീന വനജ്ജിന ഉമൂറനുബിനുബാനിന والسلامه والعافيه في دنيانا وديننا وكن لنا صاحبا في سفرنا وخليفه في اهلنا واطمس على وجوه اعدائنا وامسخهم على مكانتهم فلا يستطيعون المضيئ ولا المجيء إلينا ولو نشاء لطمسنا على أعينهم فاستبقوا الصراط فأنا يبسرون ഹീംസലീൻ ഫഹുലയുമീനു ഫഹുലയുസിരൂ ശഹത്തിൽ വുജൂ 
Shahatil wujuh Shahatil wujuh Wa'anatil wujuh lil hayyil qayyum Waqad khaba man hamala dhulma Tawseen Hameen Ayn Qaf Marajal Bahrain yaltaqiyan Bainahuma barzakhun la yabghiyan Hameen 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 Hummal amru wajaan nasru fa'alayna la yunsanun Hameen تنزيل الكتاب من الله العزيز العليم غافر الذنب وقابل التوب شديد العقاب ذي التون لا إله إلا هو إليه المصير بسم الله بابنا تبارك حيطاننا Yasin Saqfuna Kaf Haya Sad Kifayatuna Hamim Aysin Qaf Himayatuna فَسَيَكْفِيكَهُمُ اللَّهُ وَهُوَ السَّمِيعُ الْعَلِيمُ فَسَيَكْفِيكَهُمُ اللَّهُ وَهُوَ السَّمِيعُ الْعَلِيمُ فَسَيَكْفِيكَهُمُ اللَّهُ وَهُوَ السَّمِيعُ الْعَلِيمُ سِتْرُ الْعَرْشِ مَسْبُولٌ عَلَيْنَا وَعَيْنُ اللَّهِ نَاظِرَةٌ إِلَيْنَا بحول الله لا يقدر علينا والله من ورائهم محيط بل هو قرآن مجيد في لوح محفوظ فالله خير حافظا وهو أرحم الراحمين فالله خير حافظا وهو أرحم الراحمين فالله خير حافظا وهو أرحم الراحمين إن ولي الله الذي نزل الكتاب وهو يتولى الصالحين إن ولي الله الذي نزل الكتاب وهو يتولى الصالحين إن ولي الله الذي نزل الكتاب وهو يتولى الصالحين 
ഹസ്ബിയല്ലാഹു ലാ ഇലാഹ ഇല്ലാഹു അലൈഹി തവക്കൽതു വഹുവാ റബ്ബുൽ അർഷിൽ അസീം ഹസ്ബിയല്ലാഹു ലാ ഇലാഹ ഇല്ലാഹു അലൈഹി തവക്കൽതു വഹുവാ റബ്ബുൽ അർഷിൽ അസീം ഹസ്ബിയല്ലാഹു ലാ ഇലാഹ ഇല്ലാഹു അലൈഹി തവക്കൽതു വഹുവാ റബ്ബുൽ അർഷിൽ അസീം بسم الله الذي لا يضر مع اسمه شيء في الارض ولا في السماء وهو السميع العليم بسم الله الذي لا يضر مع اسمه شيء في الارض ولا في السماء وهو السميع العليم بسم الله الذي لا يضر مع اسمه شيء في الارض ولا في السماء وهو السميع العليم اعوذ بكلمات الله التامات من شر ما خلق أعوذ بكلمات الله التامات من شر ما خلق أعوذ بكلمات الله التامات من شر ما خلق ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم ولا حول ولا قوه الا بالله العلي العظيم ولا حول ولا قوه الا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد واله وصحبه وسلم بسم الله والحمد لله رب العالمين اعوذ بالله السميع العليم من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الله لطيف بعباده يرزق من يشاء وهو القوي العزيز يا لطيف 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 
يا لطيف يا لطيف يا لطيف يا لطيف يا لطيف يا لطيف يا لطيف يا لطيف يا لطيف يا لطيف يا لطيف يا لطيف يا لطيف يا لطيف يا لطيف يا لطيف يا لطيف يا لطيف يا لطيف يا لطيف يا لطيفا بخلقه يا عليما بخلقه يا خبيرا بخلقه ألطف بنا يا لطيف يا عليم يا خبير يا لطيفا بخلقه يا عليما بخلقه يا خبيرا بخلقه ألطف بنا يا لطيف يا عليم يا خبير يا لطيفا بخلقه يا عليما بخلقه يا خبيرا بخلقه ألطف بنا يا لطيف يا عليم يا خبير اللهم يا من لطفت في خلق السماوات والأرض ولطفت بالأجنة في بتون أمهاتها ألطف بنا لطفا يليك بكرمك ورحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين يا الله اللهم يا من جعلت الصلاة على النبي من القربات نتقرب إليك بكل صلاة سليت عليه من أول النشأة إلى ما لا نهاية من الكمالات بسم الله ما شاء الله لا يسوق الخير إلا الله بسم الله ما شاء الله لا يصرف السوء إلا الله بسم الله ما شاء الله وما بكم من نعمة فمن الله بسم الله ما شاء الله لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله بسم الله ما شاء الله لا يسوق الخير إلا الله بسم الله ما شاء الله لا يصرف السوء إلا الله بسم الله ما شاء الله وما بكم من نعمة فمن الله بسم الله ما شاء الله لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله بسم الله ما شاء الله لا يسوق الخير إلا الله بسم الله ما شاء الله لا يصرف السوء إلا الله بسم الله ما شاء الله وما بكم من نعمة فمن الله بسم الله ما شاء الله لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم 
أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم اللهم صل صلاة كاملة وسلم سلاما تاما على سيدنا محمد الذي تنحل به العقد وتنفرج به الكرب وتقضى به الحوائج وتنال به الرغائب وحسن الخواتيم ويستسقى الغمام بوجهه الكريم وعلى آله وصحبه في كل لمحة ونفس بعدد كل معلوم لك اللهم صل صلاة كاملة وسلم سلاما تاما على سيدنا محمد الذي تنحل به العقد وتنفرج به الكرب وتقضى به الحوائج وتنال به الرغائب وحسن الخواتيم ويستسقى الغمام بوجهه الكريم وعلى آله وصحبه في كل لمحة ونفس بعدد كل معلوم لك اللهم صل صلاة كاملة وسلم سلاما تاما على سيدنا محمد الذي تنحل به العقد وتنفرج به الكرب وتقضى به الحوائج وتنال به الرغائب وحسن الخواتيم ويستسقى الغمام بوجهه الكريم وعلى آله وصحبه في كل لمحة ونفس بعدد كل معلوم لك Inshallah, we'll continue with Dhikr Jami'ah. La ilaha illallah, Muhammadun Rasulullah, Fi kulli lamhatin wa nafasin adada ma wasi'ahu ilmullah. La ilaha illallah, Muhammadun Rasulullah, Fi kulli lamhatin wa nafasin adada ma وَسِعَاهُ عِلْمُ اللَّهِ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ مُحَمَّدٌ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ فِي كُلِّ لَمْحَةٍ وَنَفَسٍ عَدَدَ مَا وَسِعَاهُ عِلْمُ اللَّهِ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ مُحَمَّدٌ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ فِي كُلِّ لَمْحَةٍ وَنَفَسٍ عَدَدَ مَا وَسِعَاهُ عِلْمُ اللَّهِ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ مُحَمَّدٌ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ فِي كُلِّ لَمْحَةٍ وَنَفَسٍ عَدَدَ مَا وَسِعَاهُ عِلْمُ اللَّهِ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ مُحَمَّدٌ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ فِي كُلِّ لَمْحَةٍ وَنَفَسٍ عَدَدَ مَا وَسِعَاهُ عِلْمُ اللَّهِ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ مُحَمَّدٌ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ فِي كُلِّ لَمْحَةٍ وَنَفَسٍ عَدَدَ مَا وَسِعَاهُ عِلْمُ اللَّهِ إن شاء الله ومكتوعنا اللهم أمين 
أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد كما صليت على سيدنا إبراهيم وعلى آل سيدنا إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد كما بركت على سيدنا إبراهيم وعلى آل سيدنا إبراهيم في العالمين إنك حميد مجيد O oh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we pray for our Shaykh, teacher, Murshid, and master, Sayyidina Shaykh Faisal Hamid Abdul Razak. O oh Allah, may you increase him in knowledge and wisdom. O oh Allah, may you protect him from evil, and we pray that he will lead his marids on the straight path towards you. O oh Allah, we pray for the Shaykh and his family. We pray that you strengthen them in Iman, keep them in good health, and grant them long life in Islam. O oh Allah, we pray that you protect them from all evil, ease their trials, and grant them the sweetness of paradise. رَبَّنَا آتِنَا فِي الدُّنْيَا حَسَنَا وَفِي الْآخِرَةِ حَسَنَا وَقِينَا عَذَابِ النَّارِ O Allah, forgive us for our sins and guide us on the straight path leading to paradise. O Allah, you know the needs of all of us present here. O Allah, answer our dua and take care of our needs. O Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, we pray for our parents that you grant them your grace and mercy as they raised us in childhood. O Allah, grant our parents long life and good health in Islam. O Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, forgive our parents and grant them paradise. O Allah, for our parents who have passed away and returned to you, O Allah, we beg you to forgive them. O Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, we pray for all the murids of Shaykh Faisal throughout the world. O Allah, we pray that you ease our trials and grant us the strength to face our trials. O Allah, make it easy for us to gain true knowledge and to practice it, to be good murids and to get ever closer to you. O Allah, you know the needs of all of the murids. O Allah, we beg you to answer our dua and take care of our needs. O oh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we pray for all the Muslims around the world. O oh Allah, we pray that you strengthen us in Iman. O oh Allah, we pray for unity and to make us stronger as a nation. O oh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, please comfort and relieve all Muslims who are suffering and have suffered losses. O oh Allah, you are the all-powerful and the almighty. O oh Allah, we beg you to give us victory against the unbelievers. O oh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we pray for the International Islamic Forum and Al-Fasl and Halaqah. May you make it easy for us to establish many messages for your sake. May you bless the Islamic form and then fasten the halakah to be a beacon of to be a beacon of light for Islam throughout the world. And may you help us to finish building the new masjid soon and make it easy for us to do so. Wa sallallahu ala Sayyidina Muhammadan wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in. Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun wa salamun ala al-mursani walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله سيدنا محمد رسول الله أعوذ بالله السميع العليم من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد 
وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن سيدنا محمد عبد الله ورسوله اللهم افتح علينا فتوه العارفين ووفقنا توفيق الصالحين وانفعنا اللهم بالقرآن والذكر الحكيم اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا من فضلك علما وتعليما يقربنا منك برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم لا سهل إلا ما جعلته سهلا وأنت يا حي يا قيوم تجعل الحزن إذا شئت سهلا سهلا اللهم أعزنا من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا وأصلح لنا شأننا كله لا إله إلا أنت نستغفرك ونتوب إليك ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين آمين آمين أما بعد my dear and most respected brothers and sisters, my dear Murids, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuhu. May the peace and blessings of God Almighty be with each and every one of you. And welcome once again to this special program coming to you from the Islamic Forum of Canada, where we share with you this message of mercy from God Almighty to all of His creation. This is our daily broadcast. It starts at 7 p.m. Toronto time or Eastern time, coming to you from your Zawiya here at the Islamic Forum of Canada. We thank you for joining us today for our broadcast, and we hope you can join us every day at 7 p.m. Toronto time for this broadcast. And we also request you to uh, reach out to your family members, your relatives, your friends, and other Muslims that you know, tell them about this program, share the YouTube link with them, encourage them to watch the program. Inshallah, they will benefit and you will receive increased blessings from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We also request you to enter your information into the chat, uh, your name and city where you're from, and your updates on the three ongoing projects, the action items for this program the Gratitude Project, the Salawat Project, and the Quran Project. And may Allah subhanahu wa bless you for so doing. We'd like to uh, recognize our donors, all those brothers and sisters who donated to the Islamic Forum today and yesterday and before. May Allah subhanahu wa bless all of them. And we recognize uh, as well our sponsors uh, of the dinner program uh, in this month of Rabi'l Awwal, we pray Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless them for the good deeds that they do in sponsoring the dinner program during this blessed month of Rabi'l Awwal. Remember we have the ongoing appeal, the special appeal uh, for this month of Rabi'l Awwal. And there are three levels of that appeal, the 12-day automated donation, the 20-day automated donation, and the 30-day automated donation. 
and we hope you can respond to this special Rabi'ul Awal appeal. To do so, you go to our website, islamicforumonline.com, to the donation page, and then there's the button that says Rabi'ul Awal Automated Donation. You click on that button, and there, there are three levels of uh, donation for Rabi'ul Awal. The first level is the 12-day automated donation, the second level is a 20-day automated donation, and the third level, the highest level, it's the 30-day automated donation that you can make that donation for uh, the month of Rabiul. I will select whichever of the three options you would like to participate in and fill in the details, and may Allah SWT bless you tremendously. Remember, the Prophet wasallam mentioned in the hadith, مَا نَقْسَ مَالٍ your wealth will never decrease because of spending it in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it means it will certainly increase. Your wealth will increase when you spend in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You give your sadaqah, your dona donation, your charity in this way. And the more you give, the more rewards you will receive from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I also want to remind you on this 15th night of this blessed month of Rabi'ul Awwal, tomorrow being the 15th day of the, the special time of the month, the middle of the month, is called Ayyamul Bid, the 13th, 14th, and 15th of the Islamic month. And the Prophet ﷺ used to fast on these three days, 13th, 14th, and 15th of this month of Rabi'ul Awwal, and he uh, encourage the Muslims to fast. So this is the monthly Sunnah fast, 13, 14, and 15 of this month of Rabi'ul Awal. And tonight being the 15th night, I want to remind you about tomorrow. If it's possible for you to fast, then a wonderful way of implementing and reviving this particular Sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. In this program, we, we focus on uh, your safety and well-being and your spirituality uh, and the things we uh, remind you to do it's geared towards achieving that objective your safety your well-being and then your spirituality as well that you can remain connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we also want to remind you in this month of Rabia uh, we we have produced uh, several short video clips for your benefit, uh, for your viewing pleasure that uh, you can view. The, and we're sending these links for the different clips uh, out on our email list. And we also have the special Sira series, a series of lectures on the Sira of the Prophet Muhammad a special gift for you in this month of Rabi'ul Awal. And we are emailing the links for the, the short video clips as, as well as the series for you. If you'd like to receive them, uh, just send your email to us. You'll send it to the email we use to this program, sheikhfaisal at gmail.com. The staff will enter uh, the website address, islamforumonline.com, as well as the email address, sheikhfaisal at gmail.com. So you can have that for your records and to send us your email and contact details. In addition to your email, send us your contact details, uh, including your WhatsApp number, if you have a WhatsApp number. We have a WhatsApp list as well that we send out uh, information uh, to inform you of what's happening, inshallah. And now we like to uh, make our special dua for 
this month of Rabi'il Awwal, dua for all our donors, uh, all those who donated today, yesterday, and before. May Allah bless all of them, our donors. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless their loved ones, their family. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept all their dua. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala enrich them many, many more times than what they donate to the Islamic Forum. And also, we, we remember our sponsors, the sponsors of the dinner program in this month of Rabi'il Awal. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless all of them. And then we make dua for all those who enter the information in, in the chat. Uh, they, they make that extra effort to do so, and we appreciate it, and we make dua for them. They enter their name and country where they're from, from and their updates on the three uh, ongoing projects, gratitude project, salawat project, Quran project. And then especially for each and every one of you, not forgetting any one of you, we make dua for all of you. So whatever dua you like to make to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, keep that knee in your heart and we make dua for you accordingly. And then to include as well my mom and dad in dua, my mom this month, it's the month of her, pa of her passing, the anniversary of her passing, and for my dad, uh, who is ill in hospital, recuperating, make dua for Shifa. And I kindly request you to mention them in your dua and to recite Yasin for them if possibly, inshallah. And may Allah bless you for so doing, inshallah. So kindly raise your hands and join me in dua. Allahumma ameen. A'udhu billahi sameel alim in shaitan rajim Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim, Maliki, Yawmidin, Iyaka, Nabudu, Wa Iyaka, Nasta'een. Ihdina Sirat Mustaqeem, Sirat Al-Adheena, Namta Alayhim, Khairul Mawdubi Alayhim, Waladdaaddeen. Ameen. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammadin, Abdika wa Rasulika, Nabiyyil Ummi, wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallim tasliman bi qaduri a'zamati thatika fi kulli waqtin waheen. La ilaha illa anta subhanaka inna kunna minal zalimin. La ilaha illa Allahul halimul kareem. Subhanallahi rabbil arshil azim. Walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. اللهم إنا نسألك موجبات رحمتك وعزائم مغفرتك والغنيمة من كل بير والسلامة من كل إثم اللهم لا تدع لنا ذنبا إلا غفرته ولا هما إلا فرجته ولا دينا إلا قديته ولا مريضا إلا شفيته ولا مريضا إلا شفيته ولا ميتا إلا رحمته ولا ميتا إلا رحمته ولا حاجة من حوائج الدنيا والآخرة هي لك رضا إلا قديتها برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين وصلى الله تعالى على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله سيدنا محمد الرسول الله اللهم آمين 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 May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us kabul and tawfiq and ziyada, accept from us. Ameen. I also want to remind you now of our three ongoing projects, uh, very important for you to 
make an extra effort to participate in these three projects. The first one is a gratitude project based on what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reveals in the Quran. In the Quran. لَإِن شَكَرْتُمْ لَأَزِيدَنَّكُمْ If you are thankful to me, if you are grateful to me, I will increase you with my blessings and my bounties and my ni'mah. And so one of the conditions to continue to receive the bounties of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to receive increased bounties from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is to be frequent in expressing gratitude and thanks to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Always you want to do that. And so to recognize the blessings in your life. And that's at the heart of the gratitude project, that you would enter into the chat something that you're grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for today. So I want to encourage you to keep doing that every day. And it doesn't have to be a new point every day. It can be a repetition of what you mentioned before because you feel, uh, you feel that, that whatever that act is or that bounty is, you, you, you feel sincerely grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you, you rem, you're reminding yourself about it, to recognize it and to al always give thanks to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for that bounty. So whatever, you know, it's uppermost in your mind about being grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for, you enter that into the chat as a recognition of that gratitude. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will grant you increase in blessings. And then the salawat project, and especially in these times, the month of Rabil Awal, and then the attacks on the Prophet sallallahu uh, we, we want to try to recite as much salawat on the Prophet ﷺ to recite Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammadin abdika wa rasulika nabi al-ummi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam to recite this as much as you can for the Prophet ﷺ, the salawat uh, and, and then to uh, keep account of your recitation how many salawat you're reciting every day and then enter into the jihad two pieces of information firstly the number of salawat you recited today, the daily uh, amount or total. And then the cumulative total, whatever you've recited s since you started the, this salawat project, you've made, made your niyyah to join the salawat project. We launched it last month in the month of Safar. So you, you want to keep that running total, inshallah, enter it into the chat. So, so it's a good... Uh, thing to do, it encourages you, motivates you, inspires you to do more and more salawat by entering it every day. And I also want to encourage you to write it in your notebook, the notebook you have for this program, to make your notes. You know, the different project, a different page, salawat project being one of them. And every day you write it, date it what you write now. So then you look back for the past week, for the past 10 days, and you see what you've done, you see your progress. Every day, how many you, you're reciting. So, so then you want to see how you can improve the number of salawat that you recite. Let's say you did 100 yesterday. Maybe today you want to do 110 salawat, 120, 150, or 200. Little by little, gradually you increase your, your number of salawat. And when you do it in this gradual way, you're able to sustain it and to maintain it. And this is, these are among the benefits of writing it down, inshallah. So your salawat project, enter the information, the update in the chat. And then the third action item, the third, third project, is a Quran project. And that's to recite at least one page of the Quran every day. You want to try to do that. And remember to follow the uh, seven or eight instructions we gave you in the past about the Quran project. All of them, follow them conscientiously, uh, sincerely, loyally, with commitment and seriousness, 
and you gain more blessings from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the Quran project is to recite at least one page of the Quran every day. And you enter the information in the chat where you've stopped in your recitation today, like which surah, name, number of surah, which ayah number that you've stopped at, inshallah. And so you can continue tomorrow when you, you recite your, your Quran. So at least one page of the Quran every day. Some days you may be able to do more. Uh, that's fine, but don't let any day go by except that you're reciting at least one page of the Quran every day. So that's your uh, Quran project, the, the three action items we have, ongoing action items for you. And tonight now, we have uh, our special Rabil Hour lecture series. We have two lectures tonight, uh, both of them new lectures. The first one, it's about blessings of salawat. So the same theme we continue, uh, and the last lecture was part four. This is now part five of the series of lectures on salawat, inshallah. And then uh, the, the second lecture, uh, I'll talk more about it just before that lecture, but I had promised before that we'll be talking more about the situation in France uh, with them disrespecting the Prophet insulting the Prophet So this second lecture, it's entitled, Consequences of Insulting the Holy Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. What are the consequences? What has happened uh, to people who've done so? And we want to share some lessons. What Allah Subh'anaHu Wa says in Quran, what the Prophet says in the Hadith, and what has happened to people in actual incidents that we will uh, narrate for you, inshallah. This is the second lecture for tonight. We'll talk more about that. And so now for our first lecture uh, on this beautiful uh, topic of blessings of salawat. Fadail as salawat ala nabi. The blessings of reciting salawat on the Prophet So we take a short break and then after the break we will do our special feature lecture for tonight, the first one. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you. Shukran. أعوذ بالله السميع العليم من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن سيدنا محمد عبد الله ورسوله اللهم افتح علينا فتوح العارفين ووفقنا توفيق الصالحين وانفعنا اللهم بالقرآن والذكر الحكيم اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا من فضلك علما وتعليما يقربنا منك برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم لا سهل إلا ما جعلته سهلا وأنت يا حي يا قيوم تجعل الحزن إذا شئت سهلا سهلا اللهم أعزنا من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا وأصلح لنا شأننا كله لا إله إلا أنت نستغفرك ونتوب إليك 
ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين آمين آمين أما بعد My dear brothers and sisters Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuhu May the peace and blessings of God Almighty be with each and every one of you. We continue our series of feature lectures on this wonderful theme, the blessings of salawat and the benefits of salawat, the virtues of salawat. Fada'il as-salawat ala nabi the virtues, blessings, and benefits of reciting salawat on the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The first point I want to mention tonight, and uh, this series of lectures is based on the Quranic ayah in Surah Al-Ahzab, uh, chapter 33, verse 56, where Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala reveals, Inna Allah wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala nabi Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima Allahumma salli wa sallam baraka ala Sayyidina Muhammad Many are the great benefits of salawat on the Prophet ﷺ. Among them, Salawat places its companion on the path to Jannah, while the one who neglects Salawat is turned away from that path. So there's a concept of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala granting you tawfiq to do good deeds. Tawfiq to do good deeds that would lead you to Jannah. Doing good deeds, obeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you get the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and he facilitated for you the path to Jannah. And, and so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala opened the way for you, opens the way for you, smooth the path for you, show you the path, show you the road to go to Jannah, the way to Jannah. Uh, another example of this is when you make sacrifices to seek knowledge of deen. Man salaka tariqan the Prophet has reported to have said that if you go out in search of, uh, in pursuit of Islamic knowledge, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make your journey to Jannah easy for you. This facilitation of good deeds for you and ultimately the, the path to Jannah. So this is one of the effects of reciting salawat. When you recite salawat, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make smooth that road to Jannah. Remove the obstacles and hurdles that prevent you from progressing on that path to Jannah. Save you from being misdirected, misguided, away from that road to Jannah, away from that path to Jannah. This is what happens when we recite salawat on the, on the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So, facilitation of your path to Jannah, a beautiful benefit. The next benefit, Salawat safeguards the Musalli, that's a person who's en who engages in reciting Salawat, safeguards them from the decadence and evil of a majlis in which Allah and His Messenger 
are not remembered and praised. They're not remembered and praised in that gathering. So that gathering, if the people do not remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and remember the Prophet then it becomes an evil gathering in the sense it's barak is cut off from that gathering. But if you recite salawat, then the, the barak of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, descends on that gathering, especially for those who are reciting the salawat. The next point, which is point number 35, it contributes to the completeness and wholesome nature of a speech which begins with praise of Allah and salawat on the noble messenger of Allah, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So it contributes to the completeness and wholesomeness of a speech. The speech become complete, become wholesome, become useful, beneficial as a result of reciting the praise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the salawat on the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. At the beginning of the speech uh, and, and at the end of the speech, it enhances the benefit and the blessings of that speech. When you're giving a speech, you do that. Or if you're listening to someone giving a speech and reciting Hamd and Salawat, you gain much blessings from that. Point number 36, it's a culmination, a summary of all these beautiful points we are mentioning. And it says, Miftahul khayr kullahu as-salatu wassalamu ala nabi the key to all goodness in both worlds, in the dunya and in the akhirah, is salawat on the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. The key to all goodness, yes, is salawat on the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And, and so, the practice of many of the awliya, especially in the, in the later years of their life, is that they would devote all the time to reciting salawat on the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Whatever spare time they have, whatever leisure time they have, meaning that when they're not performing their ibadah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, studying, uh, maybe get to get some rest as they ought to, or eating, do, when they're not doing those unnecessary things, they're spending their time reciting salawat on the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. The key, because they understand this concept, the key to all goodness is reciting salawat on the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So you want to strive to recite salawat all the time, all the time, as much as you can. Many times when we go and visit these great awliya, we sit down with them in their company and this is what they, they keep doing all the time, they reciting salawat on the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Point number 37, salawat removes roughness, harshness, and sternness from the abd or servant who is frequent in reciting salawat. So this is an amazing point because it shows you how your recitation of salawat affect your character, how you are as a person. It removes roughness, harshness, and sternness from the abd. And, and those are not good qualities to have, to be harsh and stern and rough. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, وَلَوْ كُنْتَ غَذًّا Sorry. وَلَوْ كُنْتَ فَضًّا غَلِيذَ الْقَلْبِ لَنْ فَضُّ مِنْ حَوْلِكَ That if you are harsh and stern, they would run away from you. People don't usually like 
that type of character behavior. People who are uh, harsh and stern and rough, you know, when they speak, they speak in that rough way. Uh, even their actions, when they do things, they, when they interact with you, it's with that sternness and roughness. There is no softness in the character. Yes, and and we mentioned in in our in a previous dars about the the meaning of this name of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, Al Latif or Ya Latif, the, the kind, almost kinder one, almost gentle one. This is Al Latif, one of the names of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. He is most gentle and most kind to us, so soft in, in dealing with us, treating treating us in this way. Salawat removes that roughness and harshness and sternness from the abd or servant who is frequent in reciting salawat. Yes. So if someone has this type of personality, you know, they're stern all the time, always serious, they're rough in the way they speak, in the way they behave, and so on, it's not a good quality to have. People don't feel comfortable around a person who's, who has those qualities. And, and if someone has a quality, they, they should feel as if they want to get rid of that quality. And sometimes they try and it doesn't work. And so I'm sharing this secret with you tonight, this spiritual secret, that you recite salawat and it would make your personality soft. It would take away the roughness, take away the rough edges from your personality, so as to speak. Yes, make it soft and gentle and kind and nice. And when you're like that, you're like, uh, you, you, you attract people to you. Just as how the honey attracts bees, you know, your good qualities will attract people to you because you're soft and kind and gentle. This is a beautiful quality to have. It's a praiseworthy quality to have. And salawat helps you to achieve that. And if you have those uh, blameworthy qualities of roughness and harshness and sternness, profusely reciting salawat all the time will remove it from you. Alhamdulillah, this is a, an amazing point of the consequences of salawat on the way you are. There are some people, and, and we've experienced this, there are some people who for all their life they've been like this. And then we teach them this point about salawat, and they start doing it, start doing it, and, some, and sometimes... Like, maybe as quick as like a month after, three months after, six months after, they start notice, noticing changes in themselves. And more importantly, people, other people, start noticing that, notice, noticing that change. And it's easier for other people to notice the change because they can compare. Because when you, as a person, you yourself, you're gradually cha changing, you don't notice the change, or you may not notice the change. But others would observe you because they're not with you all the time. They may see you last week, and then now, uh, two weeks after, they see you again. That's a gap. And then they can see some difference in you. You know, like some people, they see you and they say, what's, what's happening? I see like you're losing weight. They make that comment to you because maybe you look slimmer from the last time they saw you six months ago. Uh, and, and, and people would notice this in, in a person who is reciting the salawat how it's affecting their personality, that they're now softer and gentler, kinder, 
in the way they talk, in the way they behave, they treat people in this way. It's a beautiful quality to have, like softness of your personality, kindness of heart. People like that, that you should be mindful of. So, salawat removes roughness, harshness, and sternness from the abd or servant who is frequent in reciting salawat. Number 38. Almighty Allah causes the inhabitants of heaven and earth to praise the person who engages in salawat. The musalli, that is the person who is engaging in reciting salawat, makes dua, praise to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to honor the messenger of Allah. Right? Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad. Uh, it starts off, it's a dua, a prayer. And, and the rewards for an action is commensurate to that action. This is from among the principles of Islam. Al-jaza'u min jins al-amal. Al-jaza'u min jins al-amal. The rewards for an action is commensurate to that action. As Allah subhanahu ta'ala also mentions in Surah Rahman. Hal jaza'ul ihsani illa al-ihsan. That certainly the reward for ihsan is ihsan. That you do good, which is ihsan, this passionate pursuit of excellence in everything you do. You, 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 you like this. They're doing good, and then good will come to you. Uh, as in, in society today, uh, in, in, in many countries, here in Canada included, uh, there's a phrase that people use sometimes, uh, what goes around comes around. You know, meaning, if you do good, good will come to you. But if you do evil, that is what will come back to you. Yes. That rhetorical question in Surah Rahman. The reward for an action is commensurate to that action. It's in accordance with the action. The reward for the action. It's an important principle to remember, to write down. So that you, you can know this and you would know the consequences of action. So if you want to do something good, you rush to do it. You don't uh, leave it off, neglect it, be heedless about it, don't do it. No, try to make sure you do it as soon as possible. If you want to do something good, try to do it as soon as possible because you may be distracted uh, from, from doing it. Something may happen to prevent you from doing that good deed. You want to do something today and you don't do it. You wait for tomorrow. Well, tomorrow comes and something else keeps you busy and you, you don't do it. So don't hesitate, don't delay to do good things. In, there's a word they, they use for that, uh, procrastination. You procrastinate, uh, you, you put off doing something. And the, the believer doesn't do that. Believe you, you, as a believer, the good quality of believer is that you try to do something. For example, it, it happens many times to some people, they, they tell us from time to time this, that you wanted to do some sadaqah, you want to give your donations on. And you said, I'll do it tomorrow. Tomorrow comes, something uh, causes you to forget it. 
and then the day after you're forgetting it totally so you've lost that opportunity to do that good deed so you do it immediately and you gain your blessings like this so here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is doing something amazing for us Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala causes the inhabitants of the heavens and the earth to praise the person who engages in salawat. How? When you do this, you recite salawat, you, you're praying to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to honor the Prophet And when you do that, the response of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is similar. Your rewards then from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala similar. You pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to honor the Prophet then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will honor you. So, uh, so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala causes the inhabitants of the heavens and the earth to praise, to honor the person who, en who engages in reciting salawat, engages in salawat on the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Based on that principle, I explained, al-jaza'u min jinsil amal. The descent of barakah, point number 39, descent of barakah, on the musalli, the person who engages in reciting salawat, on him and his family. Barakah, blessings descend upon you and your family when you recite salawat. And you barak alayhi wa ala alihi. This is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does for you. So when you recite your salawat, the barakah, the blessing descends on you, barakah descends on you, and also on your family, on your loved ones. You love them. So goodness comes to them as well because of your good deeds. So what a good way to uh, contribute or do something good for those you love. You're reciting lots of salawat and they get blessings as well. Number 40. The barakah or blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala descends on the musalli, the person engaged in reciting salawat. His person, his actions, his life, his time, and all his affairs are blessed. This is because the musalli, the person engaging in salawat, supplicates to Allah subhanahu wa to bless the messenger of Allah. This concept of the salawat being a dua, when you recite, Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammadin abdika wa rasulika nabi al-ummi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallim. You, you, you start now by saying, Allahumma, O oh Allah, Ya Allah. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad. You're making dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to, to convey blessings, peace, and blessings on the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala re responds by re rewarding you in this great way. So the barakah, the blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala descends on you and, and everything about you is blessed because of this. You, the, your person, your action, your life, your time, all your affairs are blessed. Isn't that amazing? That, you know, that you, as you recite salawat more and more and more and more, this, this will happen. I, I must also tell you that don't be impatient. There, there are some people like this, they, they're impatient. They, they want to recite a few salawat, a few thousand salawat, one day and expect things to change overnight. It, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen like this, except for those Allah subhanahu has chosen. But 
be patient and it will come to you. You will see these changes. You'll see these changes. It may take a month, it may take a few weeks or so, but you will see them in your life. The changes will happen. The blessings and barakah will flow in your life. And then, uh, subhanAllah, at times it happens when you need it most. When you are in a tight situation, major problem, and then you see the blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala unfolding in your life. And then you say, subhanAllah, alhamdulillah, praise be to Allah, that in this moment when I need it most, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives it to me, this blessing and barak in my life. Yes, it happens. Point number 41. This dua is accepted by Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the musal is re re rewarded in a reciprocal manner. That you, 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 you continuously praising uh, the Prophet reciting salawat on the Prophet and that dua is being accepted all the time and you get the blessings of it. Number 42. The musalla, the person who engages in reciting salawat, receives the rahmah or mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, rahmah now, another concept. We talk about barakah, now rahmah. The, the, when you recite the salawat, the rahmah or mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comes to you. The rahmah, the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This salawat that you recite on the Prophet attracts the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Every time you sing, Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammadin abdika wa rasulika nabiyyil ummi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallim. You're reciting this and it attracts rahmah, mercy from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in your life. And we need the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in our lives. And, and it attracts the rahmah because the Prophet is the manifestation of rahmah from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He came as a mercy for all the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if the Prophet can be a mercy for the unbelievers, and those who disobey Allah subhanahu wa and so on. What about those who are obeying Allah subhanahu wa and those who are reciting salawat on the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam? Wouldn't he be more merciful to them? Yes, certainly. And, and so this salawat attracts the rahmah and mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the musalli would receive this rahmah and mercy from Allah subhanahu wa Point number 43. Rahmah is one of the meanings of salat or salawat on the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Yes. Uh, and especially from how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala answers our dua. That when we say Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad, the salawat we recite. Ya Allah, O oh Allah. It's a dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the Prophet. One of the ways is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increases the rahmah for the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala honors the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allah elevates the Prophet Sallallahu his maqam. That's how Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala is uh, responding to our dua for the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi How Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala is sending salawat on the Prophet Sallallahu from, from the ayah, Inna Allah wa malaykatuhu yusalluna ala nabi. In this way, so, rahmah is one of the meaning of salawat on the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa Number 44, the, the act of engaging in salawat 
on the Blessed Messenger of Allah وسلم, causes the Musalli to develop love for the Messenger of Allah. And that love grows stronger. It becomes stronger every time the servant engages in salawat. Subhanallah. The salawat causes you to develop your love for the Messenger of Allah. It makes that love stronger. That love grows in your heart. Every time you're reciting salawat on the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So it's connection now to mahabba, to mahabba, to loving the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So you're developing this love of the Prophet Alaihi Wasallam. And this is a time we need to develop more and more love for the Prophet Alaihi Wasallam. And he does that. The salawat you recite. You, you develop the love for the Prophet and then you continue to recite salawat and then that love in your heart for the Prophet it grows stronger, it becomes stronger and every time you recite salawat on the Prophet the love in your heart for the Prophet becomes stronger and stronger and stronger. So you, you want to recite salawat more and more and more and more. Every moment you have in which you can recite a lot, you want to do it. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammadin abdika wa rasulika nabiyil ummi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallim. In this way, just a few seconds it takes to recite it. Point number 45. Salawat on the Messenger of Allah caused the Messenger of Allah to love the Musalli. Now, the previous point you said that you develop law for the Prophet when you're reciting salawat. But what also happens when you recite salawat, the Prophet will love you more and more. The more you're reciting salawat, the more the Prophet is loving you. Yes. And subhanAllah, wouldn't we like that the Prophet loves us and loves us greatly? Salawat is the secret of, of achieving that. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammadin abdika wa rasulika nabiyyil ummi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallim. The salawat that you recite on the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam causes the Prophet sallallahu to love you. Now, the Prophet sallallahu he knows when you are reciting salawat upon him. He mentions in the hadith that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has angels who have the assigned task, the special task or duty to receive the salawat from the Muslims wherever they are, receive that salawat. When they're reciting it, and take it to the Prophet in Medina and convey to him. And give the report saying who is reciting salawat. So the Prophet knows when you are reciting salawat because the angels are telling him this. And so there are so many angels, countless angels all over the world. When people are reciting salawat, they are receiving it from them. And taking it to the Prophet, convey to him. And tell the Prophet who did what. 
So you, you want to recite salawat, and you want to have this feeling in your heart and your mind. You, you, the feeling, you focus on that, that the Prophet knows when you are reciting salawat, and the angels are conveying it to him, from you to the Prophet and the Prophet is responding to your salawat. You, say, you recite, Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammadin abdika wa rasulika nabiyil ummi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallim. And, and this particular form of salawat is so beautiful because you also including the family of the Prophet and the sahabas of the Prophet and that means so much to the Prophet that when you would include his family, his noble family in this dua, you pray for them. Because th this is the only thing he asks us for. Kul la as'alukum alayhi ajran illa al-mawaddata fil qurba. Actually for nothing except loving my family. He loves them and he loves those who love them. So when we do something for his family, he loves us tremendously. And then the Sahabas, they're so special. You know, he, he is so uh, happy when you can do things for his Sahabas. Like for example, when the Muhajireen, the Sahabas in Mecca, when they made Hijra to, from Mecca to Medina and people helped them. The Prophet appreciated that so much. He loved the Ansars so much because they helped the Muslims from Mecca who came to them. His Sahabas, you know, his own from Mecca who supported him on in those difficult years, the formative years of the Dawah. He loved those. He never forgot the Ansars because of what they did. They helped the Muhajireen, the Muslims from Mecca who migrated to Medina. This is the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. You know, so when uh, you do this, the Prophet is so grateful and so happy that you would do this. Yes. Salawat on the Messenger of Allah causes the Messenger of Allah to love you. Yes. And when the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam loves us, uh, what else can we ask for? What else can we ask for when, when he loves us? He, he told the Sahabas, one of the Sahabas sahab in the time in Medina, you will be with whom you love. When you know, the Sahabas are asking about the hereafter and about the Day of Judgment. If you, you love the Prophet, you will be with him. And when he loves you, it's even greater than that. It's even greater. This is the great spiritual secrets and benefits of salawat. To recite salawat on the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. I pray that Allah subhanahu wa taala can bless each and every one of you to recite much salawat on the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam every day. And with every new day that comes to you, may Allah subhanahu wa taala bless you to increase your salawat on the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam every day that comes for you, a gift of life. You may Allah subhanahu wa taala bless you to increase your salawat from what you did the previous day for the rest of your life. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you to be with the Prophet in this dunya and in the akhirah. In this dunya by following him and loving him and, uh, and uh, acting on his sunnah and reciting salawat. And in the akhirah to be with him in genital fair 
آمين 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 وصلى الله تعالى على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين وأخي دعوان الحمد لله رب العالمين والسلام عليكم ورحمة الله تعالى وبركاته Bismillahirrahmanirrahim and Maulid and Nabi Mubarak to each and every one of you. Uh, our second lecture for tonight, uh, it's dealing with this issue, this unfortunate issue in France, uh, where people are attacking the Prophet, insulting the Prophet. And so I, I want to share some reflections with you on the topic of the consequences of insulting the Holy Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. The consequences of insulting the Holy Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. To to look at what Allah subhanahu wa taala says about the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Look at what the Prophet said about himself. Uh, how? On specific occasions, he responded to those who uh, were insulting him. And, and then after his time, uh, we, we've seen uh, what has happened to other people who insulted the Prophet We want to share some of that with you tonight. So our second lecture, the consequences of insulting the Holy Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And we'll take a short break and then deliver this special lecture for tonight. A'udhu billahi samil alim in shaytan rajim bismillahi rahman rahim Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wa salatu wa salamu ala Sayyidina Muhammadin Wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in Wa ashadu an la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika la Wa ashadu anna Sayyidina Muhammadan abdullahi wa rasooluh Allahumma fta'alayna futuh al-arifin wa wafikna tawfiq al-salihin wa anfa'ana Allahumma bil-Qur'ani wa al-dhikr al-hakim Allahumma alimna ma yanfawna wa anfa'ana bima alimtana wa zidna min fadlika ilman wa ta'aliman yukarribuna minka birahmatika ya arhamar rahimim Allahumma la sahla illa ma ja'altahu sahla وأنت يا حي يا قيوم تجعل الهزن إذا شئت سهلا سهلا اللهم أعزنا من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا وأصلح لنا شأننا كله لا إله إلا أنت نستغفرك ونتوب إليك ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين آمين آمين أما بعد. My dear brothers and sisters, السلام عليكم ورحمة الله تعالى وبركاته. May the peace and blessings of God Almighty be with each and every one of you. I want to share some reflections on this important topic. The consequences of insulting the Holy Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. 
based on what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reveals in the Quran, in Surah Al-Ma'idah, chapter 5, verse 67, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala declares, Wallahu ya'asimuka minan nas. And Allah will defend you from people who want to harm you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reveals this in the Quran and establishes this principle and makes this promise to the Prophet Wallahu ya'asimuka minan nas. And Allah will defend you from people who want to harm you. And, and so, throughout the ages, uh, people, some people, have leveled insults at Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, God Almighty, and His prophets, and those who promote His way, who invite people to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, the insult that's leveled at the Prophet the abuse uh, that people have been doing recently, it's not new, in a sense, it's not the first time it's happening. This is something that's happened for uh, 14 plus centuries. And predating that now, even with previous prophets, uh, people have said things, unbelievers, those who uh, are against, were against the teachings of the prophets of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when they're inviting people to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then they would question this, they would question Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, they would say bad things uh, about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and those who are inviting to the way of Allah, such as the prophets and those who support them. So this is something that has been going on. But what is also true is the, the consequences of these actions. Let's take for example, Sayyidina Nuh alayhi salam, Prophet Noah, when he was commanded by Allah subhanahu wa to build the ark, because people uh, had started command, uh, committing very terrible sins. They were so ungrateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then Allah subhanahu wa knew what he will do with them, and so he commanded uh, Sayyidina Nuh alayhi salam, Prophet Noah, to build the ark. And then the response of the people, even before then, when uh, Sayyidina Nuh alayhi salam, he spent 950 years calling people to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Imagine that, more than 900 years. No one lives for 900 years today. And for all of that time, most of that time, they're insulting him, rejecting him, doing and saying bad things about him. You know, they would tell people, uh, don't listen to him, and he's a bad person, he's a mad person, and so on. And he had to endure all of that. But then look at the end result, what happened? The floods came, those who were on the ark, that believed in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, they were saved, everyone else was destroyed. Look at the end for, of them, yes. This, this is what also happens. Yes, there are people who would uh, level abuse at Allah subhanahu wa and His prophets and so on, but they do not have a good end. And this attitude of mocking the prophets of Allah subhanahu wa mocking those, the believers, those who are inviting people to Allah subhanahu wa this scorning, 
distract people from accepting the truth of that message. They don't want to accept the truth of that message. They're blinded, spiritually blinded. And so a good way out is for them to mock and make fun of the people who are calling to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so the unbelievers and the evil people, bad people, this is what they've done. Because it's convenient for them. But once again, the prophets that they mocked and they scorned and they killed and they insulted, those prophets are in a state of bliss and their legacies remain. People remember the good things that they did while the scorners and those who mocked the prophets, they are relegated to the dustbin of history in this dunya and awaiting a much longer everlasting chastisement and humiliation in the hereafter. What can be better? Let's look at the case of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. It, it, his experience shows that there were uh, so many people who opposed him. So many people who opposed him. And not only opposing him, but the way they treated him. The way they treated him in, in those early years in Mecca. Thirteen years of prophethood in Mecca. From when he was 40 years of age, he received revelation to Allah subhanahu wa to when he was 53 years of age, when he finally made hijrah to Medina. So 13 years of enduring what the people of Mecca did to him. Uh, they, they, they opposed him and they treated him in a terrible way. But once again, look at what Allah subhanahu wa did for his Prophet and look at what happened to those people who opposed him. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Hijr, chapter 15, verse 95, <laughs> Surely we are sufficient for you against the mockers, those who are mocking you, opposing you, leveling abuse at you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, We will, we are sufficient for you <laughs> against them. In the first ayah that you mentioned before, Wallahu And Allah will defend you from the people who want to harm you. And here it says, Surely we are sufficient for you against those bad people, those evil people. This is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says uh, about how he is protecting his Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam and how uh, he deals with the people who level abuse and insults at the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Let's share a few of these events with you. During the public phase of da'wah. There were different stages in the da'wah. There was the secret da'wah, a da'wah to sir, at the beginning, those formative years, when the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam had to meet with the Sahabas privately and secretly in 
the home of one of the Sahabas, Al-Arkam. Al-Arkam ibn Abi Al-Arkam, radiallahu anhu, great Sahaba. And he gave his home as a da'wah center, as a, a zawiyah for, for the Prophet and, and those early Muslims. So they, it's called Darul Arkam, Darul Arkam, that, that home. That the Prophet would go there uh, secretly and the Sahabas would go there secretly. Nobody would know what they're doing. And they met the Prophet would teach them about Islam and train them and so on, like this. So this is the early phase of the da'wah, the secret phase of da'wah. And then after this phase, there was the public phase of da'wah, when the Prophet would go and invite people to, to Islam, and the other sahabas would do likewise. After they became a bit stronger, uh, and they had support, for example, after Sayyidina Umar al-Khattab uh, accepted Islam, after uh, Sayyidina Hamza accepted Islam, Sayyidina Abbas, and so on. These are important, powerful, influential people uh, like this. So there was another phase, the public phase of da'wah. And then, when the Prophet ﷺ went to Medina, he, he then embarked on another phase of da'wah, the international phase of the da'wah, which is now he went beyond the boundaries of Mecca, for example, when he was in Mecca, and now Medina, because everyone in Medina had accepted Islam, except for a few in those early years. Ultimately, everyone did, and those that did not left. Uh, then the Prophet reached out beyond that, and he sent letters of invitation to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, da'wah letters. To, to, to different rulers and leaders, tribal chiefs, and so on. The two powerful nations, civilizations at that time, the two superpowers, was the Roman civilization and the Persian civilization. And the prophets sent letters of invitation to them, telling them that they should accept this. And he is the messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the prophet of Allah, the final prophet, the final messenger. And he's, he, came, he, he came with the final religion of Islam. And he told them to accept Islam and to enjoy eternal bliss and happiness and to safeguard their people, who their ruling and their kingdom that they owned. All of that, goodness of all of that. So he sent a letter to Caesar, the emperor of Rome. Caesar actually was a title, wasn't the name of the person, it was a, it was a title for all the rulers of Rome at that time, in that part of their history. Just as how Pharaoh was a title for the rulers of Egypt before, in the time of Sayyidina Musa salam. Uh, and different ones had different names, like Ramesses. Ramesses is one of the names of one of the Pharaohs in the time of Sayyidina Musa salam. But the, the, the Pharaoh is not the name, is a title. Similarly, Caesar, uh, a title. So he sent it to them. And he also sent a letter of invitation to Khosrow, the emperor of Persia, the king of Persia. They, they responded in a different. Both of them, Caesar of Rome and Khosrow of Persia, they 
did not accept the invitation of the Prophet to accept Islam. They, they, they did not accept Islam based on what the Prophet invited them to do now. But Caesar, he treated the, the messenger of the Prophet the emissary that went to Rome to give him this letter. And he honored the messenger and he honored the letter that was sent to him from the Prophet And then Allah SWT strengthened his kingdom for that reason because he honored the letter that was sent to him by the Prophet and he, and he treated the, the messenger who brought the letter in a good way, respectable manner. See, but he did not accept Islam. On the other hand, Khosrow, the emperor or king of Persia, he ripped the letter. He was so arrogant and annoyed that the Prophet who supposedly in his eyes a weak leader, with a weak kingdom, Medina, nothing much, insignificant to his huge kingdom. So he's annoyed at this. Why would that person send me a letter asking me to accept Islam? So he arrogant response. He tore the letter up and mocked the messenger who came with the letter and also mocked the Prophet wasallam. And when the messenger came back to Medina, like meaning the emissary of the Prophet he came back to Medina and told him the Prophet what happened. The Prophet said, Khosrow has just torn apart his own dominion, his own kingdom. In another rewrite, he says, mulkahu. Just as how he uh, tore up, up and ripped, uh, ripped up this letter, may Allah SWT rip up his kingdom, destroy it. We have to be mindful about the, the du'a of the Prophet So we see time and time again what happens to the du'a of the Prophet How Allah SWT responds to the du'a of the Prophet SubhanAllah. So a short time after this incident, the son of Khosrow, the king of Persia, his name is Kavad II. He killed his father to take over the throne. He wanted the throne. His father is getting old. He killed his father to take over the throne, which he did. And then after that, there were successive defeats at the hands of the Byzantines and the Muslims, especially under the caliphate of Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab. And the empire of Khosrow was indeed torn into pieces. Torn into pieces. There's another incident we mentioned when we talked about the mir miraculous events which occurred at the birth of the Prophet When 14 of the towers of the, the palaces of Khosrow uh, crumbled at, on, on the occasion of the birth of the Prophet we, we did a lecture earlier on the miracles and miraculous events and amazing events which took place uh, at the birth of the Prophet and that's one of them. And the significance was that there would be just 14 rulers who would, who would then rule. And then the kingdom, the entire kingdom was destroyed. And that happened. Imam Suhaili reports 
that Heraclius kept the prophet's letter sheltered in a gold-like object, gold-like container, in honor in that letter, and kept passing it down from one emperor to, to the other. It finally ended up with the king of, of the Franks over Toledo before being inherited down. Some of our companions told me that Abdul Malik ibn Saad, one of the Muslim commanders, met that king, king of the France. In their encounter, he showed him the prophetic letter that they had and they inherited from their, their ancestors, each king giving it down. And so he showed him this letter from the Prophet On seeing it, the commander was overtaken by emotion and knelt knelt down, kneel down to kiss the letter. In another riwayah, Ibn Hajar, Imam Ibn Hajar al-Asqalani, on the authority of Sa'id ad-Din Falih al-Mansuri, that the king of the Franks showed him a box lined with gold containing a gold pen case. He opened the case and pulled out a letter the letter attached to a silk rag. The king then said, this is your prophet's letter to my grandfather, the Caesar, Emperor of Rome, that continues to be inherited and handed down from leader to leader until now. Our father advised us that so long as we preserve this letter, our kingdom will be preserved. We thus protect it with utmost effort and honor it concealing it from the Christians so that our dominion may persist. Look how, look at the effect of just the letter of the prophet, how it's beneficial, that they kept it, they honored it, and how they benefited from it. That's one example uh, what happened. And then on the other side, what happened to the emperor of Persia, Khosrow, the king of Persia, because of how he responded to the letter of the prophet, so when people are insulting the Prophet such as uh, publishing, printing cartoons, very derogatory cartoons, filthy things, insulting the Prophet SubhanAllah, what will happen to them? Look at what happened in the past. And we've seen this time and time again. Abu Lahab and his son Udba were once preparing to go to Sham, Bilad Sham, for trading. Before they left, because usually the, these trading caravans would be away from Mecca for several months because they're taking things from Mecca, trading items, merchandise, and they're going to Bilad Sham, many places, Bilad Sham incre uh, included Syria, uh, Jordan, Lebanon, Palestine, like this. So they would be away for a long time. So they, they, they're going. Before they left, Odba said, I will first go to Muhammad and mock his Lord. This is what he's saying. So Odba, son of Abu Lahab, went to the Prophet and daringly he said, invoking a Quranic passage from Sultan Najm out of mockery. I have disavowed the one who got close and drew near. 
This is when in Surah Najm, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is talking about how we honor the Prophet by bringing him near to him in, in, in the event of Isra and Miraj. But he's changing it out to mock the Prophet I have disavowed the one who got close and drew near and what was at a distance of two bows length, two bows length or nearer. Hearing his mockery of Allah's word, the Prophet invoked Migdaw against him. Ya Allah, O Allah, send up upon him a dog from one of your dogs. And the Prophet turned away from him. Did not even look at him. Utbah, son of Abu Lahab, returned to his father and he asked, O son, what did you say to him? Meaning the Prophet. Utbah, son of Abu Lahab, related the account of what happened. That he went and he said these mocking words, and the Prophet made dua against him and turned away from him. Abu Lahab asked what happened, and then he said, uh, what did he say back to you? He replied, Allah sent upon him a dog from, of your dogs. Abu Lahab then said, son, by Allah, I do not feel safe from the manifestation of that supplication, that the dua of the Prophet Even Abu Lahab, the father, is saying that he doesn't feel safe from it. So they took off with their entourage, trading caravan, until they reached a land in, in Asham uh, that was known, a place that was known to have lions. And, and then uh, as part of this travel, they would have to uh, set up camp at night. Generally, they, uh, when darkness comes, they, they wouldn't travel, they set up a camp, and then they'll travel during the day. So it takes long. So they, they reached this place where it's known to have a lot of lions. So Abu Lahab addressed the group of people with him and said, by the right of my age and position, that man, Muhammad, supplicating, supplicated against my son that I do not feel protected from that supplication. So gather your belongings and go to that monastery, it's pointing to the monastery, uh, a religious place of refuge, and put my son in the middle of your belongings and surround him. So it's a way to protect his son. Put him in the middle, surround him, have your belongings there so nothing can go to him. And they did as he ordered. Later, that same night, a lion approached and roamed around the camping area, sniffing and searching until he hopped on top of their caravan and jumped directly onto Utbah, son of Abu Lahab, vigorously attacking him until he ripped his head off. He ripped his head off. Abu Lahab then said, I knew that he would not escape the supplication of that man, meaning the Prophet Muhammad And this is mentioned in Tafsir of Ibn Kathir. Look at what happened to people who mock the Prophet who insult the Prophet And they do this with this hatred of the Prophet no respect. Look what happens to them. In this case, 
Utbah, the son of Abu Lahab. Imam al-Qatani in his book, Dhail Mawlid al-Ulama, mentions that during the Khalifa, uh, during the time of the Khalifa al-Hakim, there was a man who called himself Hadi al-Mustajibin, the guide of the acceptors. And he would call to the worship of the ruler, not the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yes, he would do that. People do this to gain favors, to you know, receive gifts and money and worldly things from the rulers. They would do this. It was said that he also insulted the Prophet this man, not a believer, insulted the Prophet and he spat on the Quran or at the Quran. And then later on, he entered Mecca. When he entered Mecca, the residents of Mecca complained to the Amir of Mecca, the ruler of Mecca. But the Amir defended the man and sought to excuse him by saying that he had repented. He was sorry for what he did. But the people of Mecca insisted that such a sin cannot be made up for by mere repentance. And they gathered in the Haram, Masjid al Haram. And collectively, they made dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala until a thick, dark smog filled the atmosphere, hovering over Mecca. And then it disappeared. And then a bright ray of light was seen over the Kaaba, visible day and night, continuing there. And this persisted. And then the Amir of Mecca was told about this. And then he acted when he saw this clear sign from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so this person, Hadi al-Mustajibin, what his title is called, was captured and executed because he insulted the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Another example I want to share with you tonight. In, in the book Ashifa, Ashifa Bitarif Hukuk al Mustafa, this great book by Qadi Iyad ibn Musa al Yahsubi, one of the great books about the Prophet. Uh, we, have, we have taught it here at Islam Forum to the Murids and others on several occasions. Uh, repeated it. And this, this is a book that scholars would teach often, some of them once every year, like in the month of Rabi'il Awwal. Uh, they recite it. Some of them in Ramadan, they recite it. It has great barakah, great blessing. Uh, the, the Kitab Shifa. In, in this book, Qadi Iyad writes that the, the Jewess of Kairawan in what is present day Tunisia, and the companions of the Jews, Sahnun ibn Sa'ad, had issued an, a, a fatwa, a, a legal ruling, to execute Ibrahim al-Fazari, who was a skilled poet and master of multiple sciences, but who would frequently mock Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the prophets of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, including the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This man, he, he, you know, he, he's brilliant, he's a poet, uh, but he is misusing his intelligence that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave to him. 
And so he's attacking, insulting the Prophet, like writing poetry, poems, and so on, insulting the Prophet. And then the, the jurist, the faqih, Imam Yahya ibn Omar, ordered for this man, Al Fazari, to be killed and crucified. So he was uh, killed, crucified. He was hung on the cross facing the, the Qibla. And historians mention that the formerly grounded wooden pole on which he was hung was later found in this place but facing another direction. It was not facing Qibla. This miraculous event took place as, as part of this humiliation of this person who was insulting the Prophet This is some of the events and incidents I, I, I want to share with you uh, about the consequences of those who insult the Prophet What happened to them? And subhanAllah, uh, time and time again, we've seen this. Uh, and and this, this is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Wallahu ya'asimuka minan nas. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala de will defend you, is defending you from people who want to harm you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does that. And, and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala defend his Prophet May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala humiliate those who are insulting the Prophet in the worst of ways. We are hurt, we feel the pain. It's like someone stabbing us in the heart when they insult the Prophet And so, in these times, we turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take care and defend and protect the honor of his Prophet, the best of creation, his most beloved creation, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us to always be close to him and be close to the Prophet and to defend the Prophet and to uh, elevate the mentioning and the remembrance of the Prophet in everything we do. Amin, amin, amin. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in wa akhir da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen wa salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuhu. Bismillah, inshallah we'll uh, make uh, dua. Dua for all our donors, inshallah. We want to make special love for all of them. And for the sponsors of the dinner program in this blessed month of Rabi'il Awal, uh, today it's uh, Sister Shakila Sukai is sponsoring uh, the dinner program. May Allah subhanahu wa bless uh, Sister Shakila Sukai and her family for sponsoring the dinner program today, inshallah. And I'll just check uh, this note. Uh, so Sister Shakila says that uh, today's dinner is sponsored on behalf of her daughter, Anisa Sukai. Want to make special dua for Anisa Sukai. Allah subhanahu wa accept all her dua and bless her. And we thank Sister Shakila Sukai also for her donation on behalf of herself, her family, and her daughter Anisa. Inshallah.
And there are several requests for dua. We want to make dua for everyone, inshallah, who requested dua. And then for our donors, or uh, all of them, those who donated today, yesterday, and before, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless all of them. Um, we also want to recognize uh, the donation from Sister Bibi Farida Chan and Brother Sama Chand uh, from Miami, Florida. We thank them for their donation to the Islamic Forum, inshallah. And there are uh, several things that we have no note here from Sister Bibi Farida Chan, Miami. Um, donation for Rabiul Awal, and then donation for Sadaqa, and donation for the Juma Appeal uh, for this week, Juma, and then donation for uh, IFC, Islam Forum of Canada. So we thank Sister Bibi Farida Chan and Brother Sama Chan also for their donation to the Islamic Forum. And then for everyone in the chat, we want to uh, make special dua for all of them, inshallah, and all those who, in addition to their name and city where they're from, the, the, the updates on the three projects, the gratitude project, the salawat project, and the Quran project. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless all of them, inshallah. And then for uh, each and every one of you, we want to make special dua for you as well. Whatever dua you want to make to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, please keep that near in your heart and we would make uh, that dua for you, inshallah. And now we will make dua. Please raise hands and join me in dua. Allahumma ameen. A'udhu billahi samil alim in a shaitani rajim. Bismillahi rahmani rahim. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Ar-Rahmani rahim. Maliki yawmiddini. Iyaka na'abudu wa iyaka nasta'een. Ihdina sirat al-mustaqeem. Sirat al-lazina namta alayhim. Ghayril maghdubi alayhim. Walad. Dallin. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammadin Abdika wa Rasulika Nabi al-Ummi Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallim tasliman Bikaduri azmati thatika fi kulli waqtin waheen La ilaha illa anta subhanaka inna kunna minal zalimeen La ilaha illa allahul halimul kareem Subhanallahi rabbil arshil azim Walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen Allahumma inna nas'aluka mujibati rahmatik Wa azaima maghfiratik والغنيمه من كل بر والسلامه من كل اثم اللهم لا تدع لنا ذنبا الا غفرته ولا هما الا فرجته ولا دينا الا قديته ولا مريضا الا شفيته ولا مريضا الا شفيته 
ولا ميتا إلا رحمت ولا ميتا إلا رحمت ولا حاجة من حوائج الدنيا والآخرة هي لك رضا إلا قديتها برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين ربنا آتنا من لدنك رحمة وهيئ لنا من أمرنا رشدا ربنا آتنا من لدنك رحمة وهيئ لنا من أمرنا رشدا ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا كرة عين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار ودخلنا الجنة مع الأبرار يا عزيز يا غفار يا رب العالمين ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه يجمعين سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله سيدنا محمد رسول الله اللهم آمين 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 May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increase us in tawfiq and kubul and ziyadah. As we conclude our program for today, we pray Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect you from the coronavirus pandemic, from all sources of harm. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep you and your family and your loved ones safe and healthy and in the best of well-being. And, and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shower his special blessings on you. Do remember to... Uh, and well, first of all, before that, I want to thank all of you for tuning into our broadcast today. And we hope you can join us every day, inshallah. Remember, the program starts at 7 p.m. Toronto time. And please remember to reach out to your family members, your relatives, your friends, and other Muslims that you know. Tell them about the program. Share the YouTube link with them. Inshallah, they watch the program, they benefit from the program, and you will receive increased blessings from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, and do remember to subscribe to the channel by clicking on the subscribe button. And next to the subscribe button, there is a bell icon. Click on the bell and select all for notifications. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, keep you in the shade of His special mercies always. Until we meet again, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuhu.